Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is August 9th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing Xavier Howard. The Dolphins recently restructured the contract of Xavier Howard. We're going to be taking a look at that and what that means for the team in 2021 and beyond. And then we're also going to be discussing a bit of Miles Gaskin. It was a very frequent topic, especially near the draft and, of course, free agency as well, whether Miles Gaskin was sufficient as the running back position. So I'm going to be diving into that topic a little bit today. There will also be a written portion of that on Twitter. You can check it out in the next few days. Now, of course, we're going to begin with the big news that the Dolphins elected to restructure the contract of Xavier Howard. Apparently, this was enough to make Xavier Howard happy for now. And his agent said that they are thankful for the Dolphins, quote, doing something unexpected and difficult with absolute class and professionalism, close quote. Now, as we take a look here, Xavier Howard will get a little bit more guaranteed money in 2021. His original compensation this year was was 12.075 million and that has now been converted to 12.785 million. Now the deal also adds a bunch of incentives including a Pro Bowl incentive and in total all of those could push his payout to being more than 16.285 million which would again with all those incentives make him the highest paid cornerback for this upcoming season if he's able to fulfill all of those. So of course if we reflect back on the state that Xavier Howard released when he said that he wanted a trade from the Miami Dolphins. He noted several times that he was not the highest paid cornerback, even though he played like it. And in fact, he wasn't even the highest paid cornerback on his own team. Now, of course, with these incentives, he can now become that at least for this upcoming year. Now, it doesn't end there yet for Xavier Howard. His 2022 compensation of $12.975 million has also been guaranteed against injury and will become fully guaranteed on the first day of the next league year. Of course, that is in March. So expect around that time period for this whole storyline to pop up yet again. But the last portion here to mention is that the Dolphins gave their assurances to Howard that in the off season of 2022, they will readdress this contract and see if they are going to bring it in line with the market should Howard be both healthy and productive. Now, as for the Dolphins in 2021, this is, of course, a massive plus. I think this was one that both sides really wanted to get done and it would have been beneficial for both parties involved. I mean, you take a look at what Xavier Howard was able to accomplish in this defense. While I do think he is an outstanding defensive player, I think the scheme really did put him in position to capitalize on a lot of those opportunities. But at the same time, there's no denying the guy was at a defensive player of the year caliber last year. His importance to the defense was huge. When you take a look at some of the talent the Dolphins lost defensively. Uh, starters like Kyle Van Noy, guys like Shaq Lawson, as well as Bobby McCain. There's no denying that if you add Xavier Howard to that list of talent that was outgoing, that it would have negative consequences for the Dolphins' immediate future. While I'm still optimistic, they got a ton of younger talent, guys like Jalen Phillips, guys like uh, Javon Holland, Noah Igbenogany could, of course, become more. Same thing could be said about Brandon Jones. There's no 
deny that those guys are still young. They may still be a little bit raw. They need to acclimate to the professional level. And while many people were considering the Dolphins to be in playoff contention for 2021 this year, losing one of their best immediate impact star players would have definitely put that whole concept in jeopardy. So I think this was a deal that made sense for both sides involved. Now, I do have to say, similarly to how Mike over there at Dolphins Talk mentioned on Twitter, the way this looks like is it looks like they are basically putting this all on hold up until next offseason. That is just how it looks at a surface level. I imagine this is, of course, a massive plus for the Dolphins' immediate success, but in terms of Howard's long-term future with the team, this doesn't necessarily do anything to reinforce or guarantee that I think he's going to be here for the long haul. They said they would reassess the situation this next offseason, and I think that's going to be entirely dependent on how he plays. So overall, a great move, a huge addition, really puts the Dolphins back in that conversation for playoff contention. A lot of people were saying that the Dolphins offense, all training camp has looked explosive, but then at the same time, you have to recognize who were they playing against, and that led to a lot of reports saying the secondary looked really bad. A lot of major concerns in that whole area, and I really think adding Xavier Howard back to this, we saw in training camp uh, yesterday, in fact, that he was already out there making plays. I think he is a guy who adds a lot of confidence, and it's just a massive, massive plus to hear that he will be back with the team this upcoming season. Now, for this next topic, I want to dive into the running back situation here in Miami and talk a little bit about specifically Miles Gaskin, a guy who has been praised a lot this offseason. Omar Kelly has been raving about the cuts he's been making and how much power it looks like he has. And then the coaches like Brian Flores have been emphasizing that he has taken on more of a leadership role with the team. That's, of course, an awesome thing to hear about. So I want to give a specific little time period to talk about what I think Miles Gaskin can be this upcoming season. Now, I think it's forgotten how well Miles Gaskin played in 2020. I think overall, it was a pretty impressive year, especially when you consider that he wasn't even expected to be in the mix for that starting role. Now, despite that performance, though, many people, and myself included at times, were calling on the Dolphins to either draft a running back or sign a free agent to replace Miles Gaskin. Now, the offseason would end without Miami making a huge splash at the position, and many fans began questioning whether relying on Gaskin for another season was, in fact, the right decision for the team to take. So, the first question that we must ask here is, well, how good was Miles Gaskin last year? Now, Gaskin was a dual threat weapon in 2020, meaning that he was effective both on the ground and through the air. Now, many people tend to look strictly at rushing stats to evaluate running backs, but I think doing so in this instance, especially with the NFL trending more towards verticality, I think that's just a flawed outlook to have. Gaskin would finish last year 584 yards rushing, 4.1 yards per carry, but he had an additional 388 yards receiving and five total touchdowns. Now, it's also important to note that Gaskin only played in 10 games last year and he was able to put up those numbers. Now, if you prorate these stats over the course of a 16-game season, which would now, of course, be 17, Gaskin would have put up 
934 yards rushing with 620 yards receiving at the pace that he was going last year. That would add up to 1,554 yards of total offense, which at that point no longer sounds underwhelming at all. That number would have put him four yards ahead of Austin Eckler's monster 2019 season, and it would have been 105 more total yards than Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers recorded last year. Now, for Gaskin, the yards from scrimmage tell a different story that could prove why Miami views him as a capable running back in terms of being the lead guy yet again this upcoming season. Gaskin's 97.2 yards from scrimmage per game was more than players such as Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, as well as many others. In fact, Miles Gaskin would finish in the top 10 among running backs in yards from scrimmage per game. So we look at that impressive stats on a per game basis. Of course, he didn't play the whole season, but in a per game basis, he played pretty well. So the next question that we must ask is, well, why would people feel like Miles Gaskin is insufficient to begin with? Now, in large part, it's because Gaskin was a late round pick, which is a valid approach to take at a surface level. There is far more potential in players when you're drafting in the earlier rounds. And at the end of the day, who wouldn't want one of those flashy running backs that go early in the first round. Guys like Derrick Henry, guys like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Well, the issue here is that sometimes the flashy running back isn't the flashy running back on day one. For example, there were reports that suggested that Miami was willing to pay a massive deal to sign Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones this past offseason. I agree. I love Aaron Jones. He's extremely talented. And in large part, few people would have complained about that whole move. But Again, remember, there was a period when Jones himself wasn't given opportunities and he was shunned to some degree as just being a fifth-round pick. The same argument could be made about former Dolphin undrafted running back Raheem Mostert, who is now regarded as one of the more electric backs in football when he can stay healthy. Or the other former Dolphin undrafted running back Damian Williams, who many would argue should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Are they the best in football? Absolutely not. But it's hard to argue that either of those two guys were insufficient for their teams. So I agree, while it's fun to marvel at the talent that other teams have and speculate about landing the big splashes, getting a guy like Aaron Jones, maybe a guy like Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, like James Robinson last year for the Jaguars, it's also important to allow the young talent in your own system to develop because maybe they could become that next big late round star like those guys I just mentioned. Now, as for Miles Gaskin, if he can stay healthy an entire season and put up identical numbers to last year, he would be firmly regarded as a productive running back. If he can improve even slightly, he would be in the conversation for one of the most efficient dual threat running backs in football, and frankly, that doesn't seem too unrealistic. Now, I'm not going to flat out say that I expect Miles Gaskin to be a top 5, top 10 running back. I'm just saying he deserves the opportunity because we've seen guys that were drafted in that same position as him develop into much more, and we salivate at the idea of bringing him in 
in once they develop on another team. But at some point, you have to develop the guys yourself on your own team and give them an opportunity. So I'm not going to say he's going to flat out be a star, but I think the potential is there. The Dolphins could elect to turn away if he's not successful. They haven't. They don't have any sort of long-term commitment to him given that he was a later round pick. But at the end of the day, I think he deserves a lot more respect than he's getting right now. Now, guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, if you like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at ShadySteven. If you like to follow the podcast account on Twitter where I tweet more about the Dolphins, that is at via the source. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave a review. It would help a lot. And guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.